0: two, one. How's it going, brother? It's going great. Happy to be here. Dude, so so glad to have you on. Like uh, Before we get into the episode, like I really want everyone who's listening to this to really pay attention to every single thing that Ronnie has to say. It is some of the best medicine that I've personally experienced. We actually just got off of a session. He uh, was kind enough to give me a, a, an hour-long neuromuscular release therapy session. Mm-hmm. And Guys, like when I tell you it's the best of the best, like, I mean it, like I've worked with shamans on the energetic body when it comes to physical body work, there's, I haven't experienced anything like this. So we're Mm going to be diving into what the modality is, you know, how Ronnie landed into it and a whole bunch of other things. And just kind of see where the podcast ends up taking us, but yeah, just super glad to have you here, brother. Um, but yeah, so getting into it. So tell me, tell me like more of your background. Like I, I know, you know, we've been friends for like a couple months now, mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. it seems like you just know a, a plethora and of information and so deep, you know, mm-hmm, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So like, tell, tell me more and tell the audience more about like what got you to this point? What got you to this chair? Like, sure. Who are you? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, so my backstory goes pretty far back into my childhood. So I was raised in martial arts since the age of four. And so my I guess my past life in this life is being a martial artist and being an athlete. I was a dual sport athlete in both basketball and Taekwondo. I have a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, At one point I was training for the semi professional leagues in basketball. Um, Those two career paths were paralleling each other. I ran a martial arts school for many years and was also an Olympic hopeful in Taekwondo when i was about between the ages of 18 to 22 23 is when i was really heavily pursuing that goal and so my whole life has been predicated on a martial arts physical performance and then also psychological mastery those are kind of the two areas i'd say as my personal pursuit that i've been focused on and obviously there's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of things that i went through as a child um, developmental issues going through like a dysfunctional family upbringing and martial arts was like my safe haven. It was kind of like the structure and the order and the masculine kind of direction and role modeling that thankfully I had because I didn't have that growing up in my household. And so, you know, there's a lot there within that part of my life. But I got into the holistic health world when I was about 18, 19 and I had my first knee injury. So when I was 18, I had a, a knee injury on my my right knee. And I tore my MCL um, just through overtraining. I was just training all the time and just super committed and dedicated and then when I went through that process that was the first time I was sidelined and immobilized with a physical injury and then I had to like really do a lot of rehabilitation and corrective exercise training which got me into that world kind of the sports performance and then I got into nutrition not because I was really that into health but because I wanted to be better at my sport and I wanted to perform better. And so naturally I would just kind of study these, study food and nutrition and, you know, different sports performance drinks of the time. and, And that's how I got into it. But eventually I became more conscious and aware of certain things were not supporting me and certain things were increasing inflammation. And then healing my knees became paramount in importance. It became my absolute most important thing. So I got really into corrective exercise, rehabilitation, training. Um, And then I also was really influenced by Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and some of these more Eastern philosophical teachings of spirituality and psychological development. And, um, you know, so those those two worlds between the West and the East had kind of been merging or been intermingling in my consciousness for my, you know, my, my teenage into young adult life. And then when I was about 23, I had another knee injury on my other my other knee. And at that time, I basically, without getting into a long story, I made a big shift from being a professional athlete into becoming a nutritionist. And that's when I got really deep into the food path. And it started out with the raw food diet. I was heavily influenced by people like David Wolf and Dr. Gabriel Cousins and all the people in that world. And that's when the the raw food, superfood, vegan community was like at its height, you know, in like 2008, 2009, I think is like on the internet, on YouTube University, you could, you know, you go on YouTube and type in raw foods or type in superfoods or cleansing and detoxing or anything you wanna know about what's going on in the medical establishment. And there's just all this plethora of information and people just getting on their cameras and just riffing on these alternative lifestyles and also these incredible healing stories of people that were losing like 200 300 pounds and reversing quote unquote incurable conditions and that became like a new normal in my consciousness where before I had never heard about such a thing and also just just weaving in another part of my story Um, through a weird little synchronicity. I also worked part-time at a medical hospital doing HIV testing. And it was like a side job to supplement my athletic career. And I just realized years later that I was planted in that world to actually see what goes on in the medical allopathic ER environment with the doctors and the white trench coats eating out of vending machines and the nurses you know, eating whatever in the in the little lunch halls. And it wasn't about two years into it that I got into the raw food diet. I'm doing HIV testing and I'm also on my computer on YouTube as like a secret agent studying all this stuff going on with the pharmaceutical companies and the the medical establishment and fracking and chemtrailing and all these quote-unquote conspiratorial theories. And I just stumbled on these things. I didn't really look for it. It just kind of showed up. And then I was in the actual environment, and I'm having a consciousness awakening because I'm basically on a liquid superfood diet. I'm getting off all the the cooked food, the you know factory farm animal foods, all the chemicals. And then my consciousness is awakening. And at the same time, I'm witnessing what's going on in front of me in the... The medical world and the ER world, and then something just kind of clicks, and then I just kind of became like a renegade nutritionist at the age of 24, mm-hmm. and then I just decided that I was going to become a writer and an orator, a speaker, and didn't really have a, a a plan, but I just started giving talks at potlucks and little workshops here and there, and um, you know I'm 38 now, and that's that's there's a lot of in between but that's yeah. kind of how I got started
0: yeah and what's crazy too is like uh just for those of you who don't know Ronnie on a deep level like we, he and I have a lot of parallels mm-hmm. like like an eerie amount of parallels <laughs> like you know upbringing very similar in a lot of ways both you know worked in the medical system you know I, I shared with you on our, our, our podcast from yesterday just about how I worked in you know assisted livings and memory cares and started seeing like you know the correlation of why people are getting Alzheimer's and dementia and starting to see you know a lot of them were drinking diet sodas that had mm-hmm. aspartame and different things in there and mm-hmm. I started like kind of piecing that together more and more and you know knowing that that was part of my path for a reason you know it it it's it's important to see what's actually going on in that world and, and and see you know what the condition of our why the condition of our world is the way that it is because things like what you're doing in the medicine that you're giving is not well-known compared to Mm. what the traditional Western medicine system is. And I think that we can, you know, solve a lot of major health issues for people if more people are educated and aware. And that's why I wanted you on the podcast because the work that you're doing is, is incredible, you know, Mm, and thank you, you know, I, I've seen it, you know, through like, seminars that you've done and i've seen it you know people talk about their experiences but it's a whole nother thing actually receiving it mm. and i'm so glad that you know you blessed me with that before the podcast because i, I couldn't have done it justice mm, by mm-hmm. intellectually speaking about it or asking right. questions about it right. you know like i said it's one of those things where It's like I had mentally knew all the things that were coming up. I could feel them coming up. Mm -hmm. But you facilitated the physical release of that. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people don't think about that. They think about the mental release or the spiritual release. Right, right. But getting down to releasing it from the physical body Mm. from a a chemical standpoint is so overlooked Mm -hmm. and not not focused on enough yeah and so i want to get into the work that you do Mm -hmm. specifically i want you to teach people or explain what you know neuromuscular release therapy Mm -hmm. actually is like what the origin is like is it built on a different foundation of other medicines Mm -hmm. where does it come from it's a Mm -hmm. newer medicine and i just mm-hmm. want you to go deep on totally.
1: that yeah i'd love to this is the first time i'm able to go like really deep into this so that's exciting mm-hmm. let me just catch everyone up too on my background so i've been a nutritionist for 15 years that's my original background when it comes to holistic health and then as i mentioned i have i have broad background in rehabilitation sports performance massage therapy um, but those were never things I thought I was going to really do professionally. I would mm-hmm. work with clients where I take them through corrective exercise and, and different, different things to restructure their body because obviously as an athlete, I have a training background. So but as a nutritionist, I would take people through optimization programs for, you know, digestion, microbiome health, brain chemistry, um, getting off addictions has been a big one over the last five Mm -hmm. years or so that I'm pretty known for. Um, I wrote a book on addiction and do a lot of work when it comes to dopamine resetting, which we can talk about later.
0: What's the name of the book?
1: Um, The Addiction Free Lifestyle. Yeah, And that's my favorite book. It's certainly the most important book I've written out of the eight that I've published over the last 12 years or so. And so all my books are on nutrition, on holistic health. And I also I also in my journey got really deep into psychedelic um, exploration and plant medicines and ceremonial work and, and the discovery of trauma and how to address trauma psychosomatically, spiritually, emotionally, um, and physiologically, mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And so I just want to catch people up on like the spectrum of my background as now we talk about this, this art form called neuromuscular release therapy or NMRT for short. Um, this is what I call an ancient, old, brand new technology. <laughs> and it is by far, in my experience, the most, the most advanced Medical grade, surgically precise bodywork in the world, um, and I'm even saying that with the awareness of like Maori bodywork. It's not to say it's better; it's just different, and it originates from a very dear brother of mine by the name of Micah Sky, who lives in the island of uh, Kauai in Hawaii, which is the second home of mine. We used to live together, and he's the he's kind of the polymathic. A uh, genius if you will that he's a genius in many different things just another amazing person that eventually will have to get you connected to but he he devised this system over 20 plus years of being a body worker and a massage therapist and he was introduced to some of the techniques and in, in sequences that he implemented but the person that taught him it was kind of like just off in the shadows. He didn't develop a system he wasn't interested in. it. So Micah basically took these applications and orchestrated it with his knowledge of physiology and anatomy and the neuromuscular system and developed an intricate system that's all science-based and it addresses the full range of the human body. From a neuromuscular perspective and what that means is that most body work is dealing with the tissue matrix so it's dealing with the gross muscle the myofascia which is a layer underneath it's kind of the connective tissue that connects everything together the tendons the ligaments to some extent but very few modalities that i'm aware of actually deal with the nerve junctions which are the actual electrolytical um, highway, if you will, that, that controls the muscular system. It's the innate intelligence that animates the physical body. So when people are dealing with trauma, they're dealing with stress, they're dealing with even compressions in the physical body, a lot of that's due to the sympathetic overload or the sympathetic stress response that their body has essentially become stuck and locked into and so their body posture gets stuck and locked, right? The shoulders, the arms, the neck, it gets, the, the vertebrae gets pinched, um, sciatic nerve, these kind of things. Um, yes, it's structural. Yes, it's, it's muscular, it's skeletal, it's all those things. Chiropractic adjustments address some of these relief-based, um, how do you say, they provide relief to some of these, um, in, in pack or not impactions, but in, in um, what's the word I'm looking for? these these um clamping of the vertebrae but what neuromuscular release therapy does is that it unlocks the it unlocks the actual compressions of the nerve junctions and it releases the bioelectricity throughout the system which also decompresses the contractions and tension in the muscle itself Mm -hmm. in the tendons specifically the tendons that connect like the tendons that connect to the shoulders the it band that connects to the hips and the knees and once you decompress these these points the rest of the body starts to come back into symmetry it comes back into homeostasis mm-hmm. because of course the body is intelligent the body knows how to heal itself but the problem is most of our bodies are numb sedated tranquilized blunted the nerves are blunted mm-hmm. our dopamine receptors are blunted this is why we get, you know, we get hopped up on stimulants and these cortisol rushes because we're trying to feel something because we're we're numbed out. It's the same kind of same kind of principle.
0: Very true. Yeah, I, I think in, in layman's terms, uh, just basically to simplify what you just said, it you're you're releasing electrical stagnation in the body exactly. because we're we're exactly. electric beings and like i could feel that in my own experience like I, throughout this episode i really want to share like kind of like what i was feeling prior to and what i'm feeling now because I, I think that's a, the best contribution that i can make for mm-hmm. everyone who's mm-hmm. listening is I was kind of feeling like my like electrical system in my body was not working mm. Like it was like kind of misfiring almost and like it felt like my like different parts of my body were, like operating on a diff- Different system almost like they weren't it wasn't homeostasis. It wasn't flowing together I feel like I was having some uh, blood flow issues into and in, into mm. the neck and like mm. I kind of felt like my brain mm-hmm. wasn't firing at 100% yep. and since doing the work I can feel like the symmetry I can feel Mm -hmm. the flow in my body and the interconnectedness of all my major systems in my body and we only did my neck and my shoulders you know we didn't even go anything anything below that yet and so and then the arms and arms yeah Mm -hmm. and so like we did like the upper quadrants of my body pretty much and it was is amazing, you know, so I'm looking forward to doing the rest of my body and, and seeing what that does for me overall mm-hmm. in regards to space and symmetry and energy and, mm-hmm. you know, electro conductivity for my body, you know, how's that going to spiritually impact me as well? Like, is my intuition going to work better? Am I'm be, be going to be more sharp, am I going to be more alert? Am I going to be able to see things on a deeper level and perceive at a greater level? Mm. Who knows? You know, but I know that when your body is stagnated and you're having those electrical blockages that you're not operating at your full potential. And like you said, adding to everything that you said as to why people feel shitty, you know, it's. A big part of it is you—you you need that electrical conductivity in order to be able to have the minerals and the electrolytes mm, and all the mm-hmm, things that we use in mm-hmm. my products to actually work for your body. Yep. You know, so it goes hand in hand. It's, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and it's it, this is also a, a really simple way to understand it is that throughout our life we are recording the chemical memory of all the psycho-emotional experiences mm-hmm. that we've had psycho-emotional I mean the the psychological and emotional connection and the impact of those experiences yep. and the meaning that we've generated by it and the 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 actual emotional deposits that are created and stored in different parts of our physiology um it's it's like recording all of this all the time and and, and,
0: then, and then repeating it every single time yes. that you feel a trigger or a response or your normal default mode network or you go into a you know hyper alert state you know due to you know someone provoking a trauma or right. not feeling safe in your body and it keeps repeating that over and over and over again yeah. and, and you keep living in a loop you know when our body when our bodies bind and they're not symmetrical and they're not feeling in flow, we keep repeating the same patterns over and over again, not just physically, but mentally. We loop spiritually, we focus and fixate on the same thing over and over Mm -hmm, again. mm -hmm. We just Mm -hmm. become a predictable pattern and a a predictable program. That just keeps running over and over again we wonder why our lives aren't making any progress and we become numb and then we turn to substances and things to escape from our reality because our bodies don't feel good exactly we don't want to be in our bodies because we're right. constantly being given microdoses of poison whether that be in our food system or you know bad supplements or whatever it is bad water supply you mm-hmm. know we don't want to be in mm-hmm. our bodies. so this this work that you're doing is really getting to the root of of you know the energetic signatures that are created by the reality yeah. that we live in consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. It's Be- beautiful.
1: Yeah, and beautifully said. And and that is the crux of addiction. Cause all addictions are an external coping mechanism to numb, sedate, tranquilize or escape mm-hmm. that feeling, to escape that tension, that distress, that spiritual dislocation, that physiological pain that somebody feels which is a real sensation mm-hmm. and due to the chemical memorization and the accumulation of what's called strama strama is stress plus time plus trauma creates trauma. so if you imagine the Chinese adage death by a thousand paper cuts that's essentially what we're talking about mm-hmm. and so when somebody has so much accumulated stress and trauma over the course of time and time is like gravity right the the concept of time in our human experience in our physical experience it's like gravity that 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 suppresses us and pulls us down into the ground it basically calcifies us and hardens us and then life becomes very rigid very predictable very numb and boring and so we need something outside of us to create like a peak state experience or to stimulate us out of this densification out of this pain and numbing and that's all due to this chemical accumulation that needs to be flushed out of the body and that's that's why detoxification and cleansing is really important and the neuromuscular release therapy why it's so effective is not just because of what we're doing with these patterns and sequences of 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 on the physical body but the deeper level is that we're flushing out the psycho-emotional chemical memory that's stored in the nerve junctions Mm -hmm. and we're flushing it out that's why when you feel your hand in your arm after i run the sequence on you it feels like you have a brand new arm yeah
0: that's exactly what it felt like you had me kind of compare my right arm versus after you did the work on it versus my left. And I was like, dude, it feels so imbalanced. And I'm just used to the left side. I'm used to that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned to optimize like what I have here, but it, it, it's not, nothing compared to what it feels like after the work. And right. the other thing too, I, th- I want to add this to what you said, because it was so beautifully said, is the importance of actually doing this type of work. Because when you do this type of work and release yourself of that, what are your psychedelic experiences going to be like Mm -hmm. what are those what are those Mm -hmm. transcendental experiences going to be like now that you're not running a program that you're not storing all these chemical memories of the past that keeps Mm. keeps you stuck in those predictable patterns keeps you carrying out those self-deprecating habits and things that are self-destructive what would things be like if your entire frame shifted you know Mm -hmm. i haven't gone through that experience yet. i literally just got off the table but my entire thought process is already changing around that is like I want to release my body of all of these chemical memories mm. and things that no longer suit me, that maybe intellectually I've worked through in my mental space, but physically I haven't released, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's such a valuable thing. It's like, it just goes back to the, really getting to the fundamentals of the root cause of the issues and making sure that we're addressing them not only on the spiritual level or the mental level, yes. but the physical level as well, hitting that Trinity and being able mm. to actually fully come to conclusion With trauma Mm. and things that keep us stuck right in those lower frequencies
1: right Um, and you know trauma is a very interesting one too because whatever you look for you're gonna find Mm -hmm. and I think there's this very prevalent thing in the trauma-informed space in the the health and healing space around searching out for trauma and in trying to excavate as much trauma as you can and you know that that's a that's a whole podcast in of itself but trauma trauma essentially lives in the timeless space of the psyche and subconscious and obviously it, it, it gets imprinted in the physical body but if we were to look at it physically as stress right we don't actually the body doesn't record a story per se the mind creates a narrative and a story to explain the physical sensation. Mm -hmm. Oh, this hurts. Oh, this is painful. Oh, this means this. The mind wants to narrate and create an explanation for why I feel a certain way. And so once we start fleshing through the sensation of it, the story actually deletes itself. It actually goes away. And so the mind and the body become more integrated. And this is another piece I just wanted to mention about trauma. It's like when you're a child and you experience an emotional impact, say, you know, I don't know, a lot of people have a lot of really more more extreme experiences of sexual abuse or being in a car accident or being bullied or something like that. Let's say you heard your mom or dad yelling or they turned on you and snapped on you, right? You don't have a context for why that happened. You're a child and it creates an experience and you don't mm-hmm. you're not neurocognitively developed enough to fully process it so you can only process it to a certain extent but then it gets it gets kind of crystallized mm-hmm. and there's a part of that child as you go through your adult formative years that becomes emotionally undeveloped if it's never completed, like you said, if it's never brought to energetic conclusion, then we can carry that with us and not and not understand why we repeat a lot of the emotional patterns that yep. we do. And I
0: think I think uh, to like kind of go into the session that I had, like I'll share what that was for mm-hmm. me because I, I was it was pretty profound because intellectually I knew this, right? You know things, but like you don't necessarily implement or bring them to conclusion, right? But I knew that one reason why I, I devote my entire life to my work and rave raid and you know, just entrepreneurship and everything that I do it was because I want I wanted to accomplish things. But mm-hmm. the deeper root of that is the wound with my mother of I wanted to feel needed mm-hmm. and I wanted to feel wanted. And by accomplishing is how I got that recognition when I was younger. And so it pushed me into scenarios where I carried out because of that trauma not having her her presence. It pushed me into overextending, mm. over giving, mm-hmm. over committing myself, you know, giving myself to the wrong people just because, you know, something is better than nothing, right? right. When you're living in a state of trauma, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of attention, some sort of validation, some, some sort of soothing of that wound, you know, from whoever you can get it from is better than the void that you feel subconsciously, that you don't even realize where it's coming from. Right. And so that's put me in situations where I've, you know, been in tough situations because of that wound mm. and so getting to that deep root cause and then getting out of the body mm. and and bring it to resolution i don't i don't feel that And i was already intellectually feeling that over the past like six months right mm-hmm. kind of retreating mm-hmm. more and focusing on you know what was best for me and things that i needed to do now like physically i'm like that that doesn't that's not in my sphere at all physically mentally spiritually and emotionally and so it liberates you from that that habit, mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's so easy. Like you said, it's like you experience the trauma or you you experience that energetic blockage in your body. You don't want to be in your body. And then every single thing that you can use to escape or gain that, you know, heightened state minus, you know, certain psychedelics. Yep. It's terrible for you. It's destroying your neuro, uh your your, your brain chemistry. It's destroying mm-hmm. your physical health. It's deteriorating you, yeah. which makes you not want to be in your body more. Right. Which keeps you know reinforcing that that deterioration of your health. And before you know it, you no longer have your health anymore. Totally. You know, totally. it's like we don't realize how, like the chain effect and sequence of mm, what the downstream, un- un- effect. Un- yeah, unresolved trauma actually. And it happens in your life and how it presents itself down the road in later years Yeah. like even the most pe- people who are very gifted very conscious they still struggle with these things of course you know what i mean to the point where like they become aware of it and then they start to resolve it there's so many people on this earth that are wandering that have no idea about any of this stuff and they're just they're just getting dominated by life mm. you know by their own life because they're not aware of these things that are so deeply rooted in them that is steering the ship of their life. Yeah. They have no clue. Yeah. All I know all they know is they're having a not good experience, you know.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, and that's the situation we're dealing with, isn't it? And you know, I think that that's why we do the work that we do and we both, you know, we commit ourselves to learning and growing and, and constantly innovating what's available but we always have to come back to the basics yep. you know the basic building blocks when it comes to nutrition we've had this conversation about focusing on the basics like the amino acids the minerals the 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 core vitamins the mm-hmm. vitamin minerals that are activated by minerals yep. so it's like amino acids minerals um you know and then you know electrolytes and building blocks from there and and then you know there, there's so many things that you can architect in your holistic health optimization protocol. But if you can break it down from physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and maybe for most people, they just have to start at physical, and maybe they can add in mental, right? What's gonna be really fundamental for my physical health, the physical structure of my, my body and my being and my life, right, food, nutrition, you know, some sort of cleansing hormonal element, hormonal management, hormonal management, so stress reduction, cortisol reduction, yep. um, you know, placing a better focus on sleep and recovery. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get into doing like a float tank once in a while. You do sauna and cold plunge. Um, you get body work done regularly because mm-hmm. touch therapy is so important. And if you don't have access to the NMRT work right now, it doesn't mean that other body work is not absolutely amazing and critical. Do what you can and that you have access to because there is something about being touched that's fundamental to our nature Mm -hmm. and in our society we are alienated from touch.
0: Yeah, very, very much so. And I, I can, I can attest to that for sure. Like the, the more like quality interaction I have with physical touch with other humans that I trust and love, like my entire quality of life is mm. so much better because of that. Mm-hmm. Like the second that we isolate, we get into a really tough spot. It doesn't matter who you are. Totally. Even if you prefer the isolation, it's like, just cause you prefer it doesn't mean it's necessarily doesn't good for, it's you. for you. doesn't mean yeah. it's great for you. Yeah. It could be a coping mechanism for a trauma or uh, a wound of, you know, betrayal of others. And you, you don't want to be around others and you, you shut down mm. and Mm-hmm. it shuts down your heart center it shuts down your your entire body you know totally. it's just it's just not not a place to live from and i i can speak from that you know mm-hmm. definitely i shut down for many years and didn't even realize it was happening mm-hmm. that's the scary mm-hmm. part you don't even you don't even realize it's going on until you're on the other side of it And you're like holy crap like or you might be aware of it but you don't understand the uh the extent of the severity of it at times right. Right. you know because like when you're in it you, you're in it you know and then you sometimes get advice from others and like, how do you know that? it's like, cause I'm not the one in because,
1: it because because yeah, but I'm also,
0: I've been in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, it's like you, you see where somebody's at and you can meet them. That's why, you know, all the traumas we experience are so beautiful, you know, and they have, have a deeper purpose and a perspective to them that mm. is, is truly a gift. You know, mm. I think that's such a big part of, you know, touching on here is it's not just about getting rid of the trauma like let's resolve this let's get it out of the body let's do these things yes we need to do those things but we need to come to resolution within ourselves and see the deeper purpose of that to see why we experience that Mm -hmm. because Mm. as much as it's fun to have those synchronistic moments that are fun and and light and joyful it's like the like we talked about yesterday on the podcast like the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the truth that you're willing to look at Mm. no matter how unpleasant and painful it may be and so you know what you're saying it's like there's great body work out there you know i got a lot of body work in different modalities leading up to this and i think that i needed that perspective of like those things being pretty good to have the experience of like wow this is on another echelon right versus this being my first experience i may not may not have appreciated it as much Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's like everything comes in perfect timing everything happens in the most divine way for your own good you know whether you see it that way or not and you know it leads you to the path that you're ultimately meant to walk as long yeah. as you make that conscious choice to walk it
1: totally then it's no different than if you don't have access through money or resources to the best quality food possible it doesn't mean that you just stop eating or you go to the lowest common denominator get get access to the best that you have in available to you in every moment and start building those behaviors start building Mm -hmm. those healthy habits and you'll be surprised what shows up for you when you have deliberate intent and you're enthusiastic and you're you're sincere about becoming healthier becoming a better version of yourself whatever it is like you'll be surprised what shows up for you
0: yeah i've been uh to add to that like uh the intention of the food that you eat yeah like it's almost more important than what you eat. Obviously you don't want to eat any garbage. We're not, Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating for that. What I'm saying is taking that time to be conscious and grateful, it may not be the perfect cut of meat, but being grateful for what it can do for your body has such an impactful resonance to it that carries a lot more weight than I think we give credit for. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it's just, just meet yourself where you're at and acknowledge, you know, you are where you are and say, Hey, you know what? No matter where I'm at, like, you know, I can make this happen I can make this happen, you know, and you know, I, I can't get to this yet, but it's something that mm-hmm. I will work towards, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. just taking those small steps, that's where it all starts. You know what I mean? Even like when you're in the more advanced levels, it's just the small steps. It's the Always. compounding of everything Always. that you're learning and the amalgamation of, of melding all the information together to, to become, you know, an ultimate human mm. in, you know, mind, body, and spirit. You know, it's, that's what it's, it's not this thing that you just land into or you have all these resources and it happens. Yeah, those things, right. ha- the help, they can expedite, expedite the process, but healing trauma it all it all moves at its own pace. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. It's just the the thing that is the the differentiator between how quickly you grow is your openness, mm-hmm. like your openness mm-hmm. and willingness to to look at the truth and want to process that truth or trauma and and for a greater cause. Really, I think is the biggest thing is like finding mm-hmm. that greater cause for like why you're actually alive and placing meaning on that suffering and all the things you've been through is what really helps you process through those things in a, mm-hmm. in a healthy timeframe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100% beautiful. percent agreed. Beautiful. So what, okay. So we can, we already, t- you kind of knocked out my second question, which was specifically around like what the difference was between like other bodywork and Reiki mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so people had, you know, some sort of context that they've had bodywork in the past, but what are some of the common benefits that, of the discipline? itself Mm -hmm. and what kinds of results are you commonly seeing in sessions Mm -hmm. with clients like what what miracles are you seeing happen (laughs) like what changes are you seeing happen like not just physically but like yeah who they are as a person and you know how they interact with the world like their posture everything um i'll speak for myself before you hop into it i i mean i noticed the elongation in my neck Mm -hmm. like and i i felt the the energetic release of like the stress that i've had of over all these years of just trying to figure things out trying to make it happen Mm -hmm. like doing whatever i had to do to kind of get to to get to this point and like really from a place of force rather than a place of flow and just noticing that like the relaxation in my upper part of my body like my neck feels very elongated it feels very loose my shoulders feel like they're more settled down as opposed to like up and tight um and yeah so i just i just feel an overall sense of wellness and i feel Mm -hmm. uh like more i feel more consistently in the moments the way that i feel in and out how i was feeling in and out sometimes mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense like sometimes i'd feel mm-hmm. really good then sometimes i wouldn't yep now i feel just after an hour after the session i feel more leaning towards I feel great all the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so that's a good thing maybe that was a story that was carrying that we released you know
1: yeah it's a physical experience as well Very much so. yeah i know what that feels like yeah. and um so as far as the discipline itself goes, I mean, to me, this is like a Jedi form of bodywork. This is a Jedi-level bodywork. This is a martial artist form of bodywork. And it's interesting that a lot of the hand techniques and the, the what we call tools, like hand techniques and different um, different sequences that we run through are reminiscent of martial arts techniques, mm-hmm. but they're just reversed. And it's it's also interesting, too, because traditionally in um, eastern martial arts cultures a lot of times the greatest healers were the greatest martial artists. Mm-hmm. So the they knew how to disassemble you and disjoint you and they also knew how to put you back together too. And they were great you know Taoist herbalists in China and this kind of thing. So it has an interesting like an interesting rooting in martial arts and that's why it works perfectly for somebody like me. And so as far as like what am I seeing on the operating table, I mean, it's so full spectrum. I, I It is like miracle after miracle, and it's so unique to the person. What you described is baseline of what I see every single day working with people. There's always going to be an elongation of the neck based on the different sequences and patterns that we run through particularly in unsubluxating, meaning unblocking the clamping of the vertebrae that has calcium phosphate crystals, we call that calcification, that's like sediment that gets stuck between the vertebrae and the vertebrae over time, it, it basically clamps together, right? It almost gets fused together in dege- like like degenerative conditions, like degenerative spine disease and all this kind of thing that's basically when you look at the x-rays, it's like a gluey clamping, it gets fused together and stuck, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I actually learned a technique before I ever got into the NMRT world, I learned an interesting technique from a chiropractor, a colleague of mine, who um he used this this stretching tool. He basically it's like a strap that he put around the base of your skull and your ch- your chin, and he, it's like a pulley. And he'd be behind you and he'd pull it, pull it, and then do one quick pull, and you could feel this popping. It's like it's it's elongating the neck. It's not twisting and torquing it and cracking it like in traditional chiropractic, which provides temporary relief but can also create long-term adhesions and further calcification which is a problem but basically he pulled it and you're 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 unlocking all these vertebrae vertebral locks or subluxations and so we're doing a similar technique we're not using a pulley i'm using my hand in a certain placement to elongate and stretch the neck which can help pop out some of those subluxations. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I see all the time is that somebody's neck literally becomes an inch or inches bigger. Um, the decompression of the head and the jaws, because the jaw sequence essentially is decompressing the whole skull and mm-hmm. the, the jaw itself, we store so much yeah. tension in the jaw.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what we talk I, when we we're on the session. Um, I've had cranial sacral work done and from a massage therapist that i worked with and it, it was more like on the back of the head mm-hmm. you know it's more of like a relaxation technique i would say this was like cranial sacral times 10 but mm-hmm. every single part of my skull is what you were doing mm-hmm. and it had that same like method of release but on a deeper level yeah. and I, I didn't realize like I, I would say the most profound part of it was definitely in my facial structure mm-hmm. like do, when we did this like mm-hmm. I didn't realize the tightness and like the the slight misalignment of my jaw like it's just, it just felt normal, right? That's how I've always felt, you know. Yeah. And now even just like feeling myself now, it's like my facial structure feels different. My my jaw alignment feels different. Like the the energetic release too. I feel like I'm e- it's easier for me to speak mm-hmm. clearly. Like it, it's just incredible. Like it's yeah. it's insane.
1: Yeah, and in that so imagine that throughout somebody's entire Bodily system. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the areas that I work on quite a bit is the hips the hips and the glutes and the legs as a whole And so the whole hip cavity is like the foundational structure of your whole body It's what's holding up the whole body and it's also in a way It's holding up the knees because it's it's you know the connective tendons or the pulleys mm-hmm. and so with the hips There's nine points of tendons that connect all of it together And when people have hip issues it's usually because a their glutes are super tight and then these nine tendons that that start on the outside of the hip and then connect down the line going to the sit bone like where your genitals are connect that straight line muscle once we start decompressing all those tendons everything opens up it's it's actually amazing when i first started doing this I was just completely astonished to see time and time again, I mean, people that have had frozen hips for five years, 10 years, and we get in there with the gua sha tool because this one woman I'm thinking about, her, her hips were like leather. The muscle was like leather, and so I had to use a gua sha tool because usually I use my thumb, but I would have broke my thumb <laughs> if I tried to keep it there because the movement pattern... So I had to use a gua sha tool and put it right in that, that pressure point and do the rotations with the hips. And then she started to get motion back. And after 30 minutes, she gets off the table and her, her walking gait is completely equal. Like it's completely wow. balanced where like, I don't know how many itchants, but inches, but it was inches different, disproportionate. Yeah. So, I mean, this kind of thing is happening regularly.
0: Yeah. And I've, I have i dealt i have actually dealt with the same thing. There was a point before I did the uh, full body, like reconstructive uh, massage therapy where my one foot was touching my ankle bone. Mm. Like it, I had a probably two to three inch difference from, from anterior, like tilt on uh-huh. my, from my, in my hip joints and stuff like that. And so like, it's, it's just crazy. Like how much energy we store in our hips too yes yeah so I, I a question i want to ask i think i asked you this yesterday but i want to have it on the podcast is is there energetic association to certain parts in the body meaning like mm-hmm. like a trauma with a mother in the left knee or like uh you know mm-hmm. a stress about money in the neck or mm-hmm. you know what 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 have you like this those energetic signatures do they tend to or those chemical memories do they tend to store in certain places depending on what mm-hmm. the what the trauma or experience is.
1: Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of medical theories on, you know, like Chinese medicine has its own theories and emotional associations to certain organ systems. Like your liver is anger, which is usually directed towards your father. Your heart is sadness, which is usually directed towards your mother. Um, you know, your spleen, your liver, your kidneys, these all have emotional, associations which all make complete sense and i think they're totally legit and accurate um but i think what you're getting to is the unique imprinting of that person's experience Mm -hmm. and and i think also when you think of like the knees there could be a story or an emotional association to it I think it's more directly correlated to like a physical impact or injury that that person had and what that meant to them. Okay. So for me, I never really went down this rabbit hole, but for me, having a knee injury was super detrimental because it, it carried the weight of my dream. So me not being able to have full health and mobility of my knees translated into me not being able to live out my dreams. So, you know, I can see where there would be an obvious correlation there. I didn't do a bunch of emotional work. I did a lot of physiotherapy work, mm-hmm. and I think that's also what I love about this work: is that there's no nonsense. There's it doesn't require you to believe anything, right? It doesn't require you to uh, do anything other than work with the physical body itself, and through through the work things will come up if they need Mm -hmm. to come up i've had a lot of times where i'm getting this work done on me and and i'm having my hip abductor tendon worked on and it sucks dude it's the worst and i'm like i had an experience where during the apprenticeship training i'm on the table micah the instructor is doing a demo on me and he's running through this thing and it is the worst. i mean i'm flailing i'm screaming i'm anger is coming up and then once he was done I went into this emotional catharsis I start crying and I have no idea where that came from I don't know the memory I don't know I can't pinpoint it but all I can say is like wow there was a lot of emotion that when fear Mm -hmm. and pain that was stored in that particular tendon um, and that was released
0: yeah that's that's one thing I'll add to to my session uh, experience was that I specifically in the in the face when we did all the jaw releasing there was points where you know you have you have me stick my tongue out and make a sound and it 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 almost doesn't correlate to what's going on like yeah there's a little bit of discomfort just from the pressure but like it's so like animated and like involuntary and the reason for that is is i I realized halfway through the session i'm like it's energetic Mm -hmm. it's the energetic release it's not even necessarily just my association to the pain and me reacting to the the pain or discomfort of it it's the actual like The chemical memory leaving the body right and it's so so fascinating beautiful. Yeah, beautiful in so many ways um So let me ask you like what If if you could have it your way, you know perfect world Like what would you want this work to do for the world Mm. like when people hear, hear about this work? What would you want them to know about it like what would you want the end result to be for for humanity if every person got to know about this like what would you want this work to to be known Mm -hmm. for
1: well first of all i want people to understand that this is like initiatic body work so when you go into the session it's a bit of an initiation Mm -hmm. you know and you never know what that's going to be it's different for every person Um, But you're initiating yourself into a deconstructive process, which will also bring you into an organic reconstructive process. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as far as like what this work can do for the world, it can do so much. It it hasn't even reached the light of a light of day, really. And this is part of what I feel like I'm tasked with. Um, And part of my Dharma and my mission is to um, bring this body of work in my own unique configuration and also staying true to the roots and, and the perfection of the system, but like bringing it in my own unique way and my own unique voice and, and bringing it to people in the way that I'm called to. Um, So people know that this is available, right? There's only one me and I don't, have any plans of starting an institute or anything like that's a whole other conversation and um, there, there is there are plans within the within you know the where this comes from for that to eventually happen but yeah I just want people to know that this is available this kind of medicine is available and it's in my experience probably the most efficacious thing that anybody can invest their money and time into that's going to provide an immediate result that all other health modalities can piggyback onto. Like if somebody came to me and they said, "Okay, I have this, this, and this and going on, and I could either invest a thousand dollars into organic food and nutrition, or I can do like two deep sessions with you," I would tell them, "Do two deep sessions with me, and then we'll figure out the food thing later, or we'll figure it out as we go." Yeah. This is this is this is way more important in the beginning because once we flush out the trauma imprints and the stress fractures and get the body more updated um, operationally with its innate design and start to activate the inner physician within the body, it'll self-correct and self-diagnose a lot of the, um, the inhibitions that food alone won't do. Mm-hmm. And food is a long process. If you've been eating crap your whole life just to get onto the food path, that, that takes time to re-establish. Um, you know your microbiome and your neurochemistry Mm -hmm. this is a fast track to get back into homeostasis and i'm willing to bet that actually your somebody's um intuitive and sensory awareness about what works for them is going to be increased after they do this work
0: yeah i would agree with that and i think that one thing that's interesting too is like for people who are in the less healthy space they want the immediate thing they want the fast thing right right and so it is an arduous process to, to make you know switch the food path and and you know know what's good for your body and not good for your body and actually gain a connection to your body again and so sometimes some of these like quicker modalities or it's like you can get on a table and in an hour you can feel substantially different than you've ever felt in your life yeah to get her out to start with. And
1: it doesn't go away. That's the other thing. Yeah, that was like, the question asked. That's, that's the main thing to get to, get across to people is like, well, well, how long will it take for it to go back to the way it was? It won't. So long as you don't go back to the way you were. And that's why I also teach corrective exercise and postural mm-hmm. change and, and rehabilitation exercises so people can start to adapt their their posture and their movement patterns and their exercise routines so they can maintain the changes but after you get this work done Your body starts to restructure itself so long as you don't go back to leaning forward dipping your head all day on your phone You do have to make
0: changes Obviously. Yeah, in addition to that too. It's not just like the physical. It's not just the hey I'm sitting upright. It's it's the patterns the habits things Mm -hmm. that you were doing at that time like The the looking at porn or the addictive food or the the smoking Mm -hmm. or the toxic relationship or whatever it is like Yeah those things and those experiences that give you an an energetic feeling outside of yourself Mm -hmm. that come to you they can send your physiology back into those patterns again they can cause you to contract but you could work on my chest and open me wide open right and get me feeling really great great posture Mm -hmm. energetically open and then i have that i have an argument with somebody yes or i have this moment that sparks my like sparks ego or something that i don't want to deal with or trauma from something else and i contract and then i'm walking around contracted all day Mm -hmm. stuck Mm -hmm. and then i come back to you and you're like dude you're back to where you started what's going on yeah and then it's like well i've been doing what you said you know and then in reality you're not because it's you're you're letting you know your your reality shape the way that your physiology feels when Mm -hmm. in reality our Mm -hmm. physiology should have you know the effect or be the cause for the effects right to everything else that we're Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. so yeah it's super super fascinating. That's one thing that's so important is the integrative practice The integration. Yeah. Yes. It's so important, like with everything, like too much of anything, you know, without integration, it's, it's mm-hmm. you're asking just to take multiple steps back when it's all said and done, Agreed. you know? And yes. so it's important to do those things. And like, that's one thing that was good. You kind of talked me through a lot of like what I was feeling and experiencing mm-hmm. while we were doing it, which was really cool. Just cause I like to learn obviously, but like I think that really cements down the, the experience too you know instead of just doing it you're like oh you're good Mm -hmm. Like, what did you just do like you just made my arm freaking
1: yeah it take a moment to actually register what just happened yep
0: yeah because yeah you left for a minute i I started crying because it was Mm. actually funny because uh (laughs) uh, there was an ice cream truck outside the freaking window uh, like uh going through the the area and when i heard it i was like oh whatever and then like it started making me think about my childhood Mm -hmm. and not The way that i typically used to look at my childhood of like focusing on the negatives and fixating on those things it was actually remembering all the things that i loved when i was a kid and like that curiosity Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. desire and devotion to the things that i loved and like a lot of things like i feel like i i've been missing in some ways in my life obviously i have a business that i I love and i'm devoted to doing but like deeper levels of that and it was like those chemical memories are blocking some of those better full traits and expressions mm. of myself that were wanting to come out. I feel like, yeah. And so like, we, we remove that out of the way. And then it's like, wow, you like, you can be more focused. You can be more devoted. You can mm. be more passionate. You can do more of the things you want, disengage in the things that you don't want to do or don't that aren't good for your, you know, for your highest good. You know, it, mm-hmm. it can change you in so many ways. And then what happens? You feel more confident then you, you have better exactly. posture and then exactly. you move around better. Then you want to go to that class. You want to go to the gym. You want to get in shape. You want to go to yeah. yoga. Oh, now you met someone who contributes positively to your life. You have a new friend, a new partner. It's like, it all has this compounding well, so I was effect. Say it has a compounding effect. And it all, it all originates from the physiology. Yes. Like, always it's this, all physical this thing is either the thing that liberates you or imprisons you and it's your mm-hmm. choice as mm-hmm. to which that is and i've been on the imprisonment side i've been there uh, mm-hmm. 300 pounds unhealthy disassociated mm-hmm. brain chemistry is fucked up like you name it i was everything that you wouldn't want to be mm-hmm. and to get to this point where like i can receive this type of work and have these type of you know uh existential cathartic moments and like really get to the root cause of, you know, things that have kept me bound in a mediocre life. Like mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing. And, and I thank you for, the, for that. It means a lot yeah, to me. My, my pleasure, my honor. Yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate it. So mm. is there anything else that you want to share about the work you do or anything that I, I mean, may have missed or, you know, just anything. You know, there's
1: so much that we can talk about. I mean, we, we've covered a lot. We've gone really deep into a few different territories. Um, Another thing that I talk about quite often is the subject of dopamine, Mm -hmm. Um, the dopamine reset, its relationship to addiction, also its relationship to positive transformation. And I think that's something that we I don't think we have space and time to get too deep into it right now. But I do want to put that on people's radar Um, because dopamine, in my opinion, is the most fascinating and maybe the most powerful neurochemical I would agree. Like as far as like drive and motivation and and future progress orientation. And
0: striving, <laughs> striving, yeah, creating something. Yeah, greater. striving
1: to become something, striving for more. But the reason it's important to mention is because um the powers that be or the powers that were or the powers that are trying to hold on, they have chemically, artificially mimicked that compound inside of our brain and our nervous system to such an extent that they figured out how to turn it against us and cause us to become addicted and dependent and, um, and separated a from our own divinity, a from ourselves a from or BC from each other Mm -hmm. and have caused us to become so chemically dependent on, People, places, and particularly substances outside of us for us to feel a semblance of normality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole podcast in of
0: itself, of course. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with, with dopamine is it's, uh, it's one of those things where if you're, if you're constantly, let me talk about this on yesterday's podcast when we got together it, talking about microdosing poison every single day, right? right? So almost using dopamine is that thing that pulls you through because everything else in your system's not working properly. So you're looking for that dopamine hit, you're looking for that validation, Mm -hmm. you're looking for that Mm -hmm. thing that's gonna keep you going to basically cope with the things that you don't necessarily want to deal with or the things that you're not even aware of that are going on that are degrading degrading your health.
1: distress in your system.
0: 100%, yeah, Yeah. and you're just trying to soothe. You're almost using dopamine as a soothing mechanism for for what's going on internally that you may not be aware of, like by microdosing. You know, poisons, cyanocobalamin, Mm -hmm. freaking natural Mm -hmm. flavors, artificial flavors. You know, sugar, fluoride. You name it. Like your body's just constantly getting barraged with with chemicals. You know, and that's that's why we have. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's
1: not even mentioning the things that people are consciously doing, like the substances, the caffeine, the coffee, the pornography, the Mm -hmm. social media. That's the piece that I'm more focused on now these days, just because it's like such an overt assault and. Once you point it out, it becomes obvious.
0: Yeah, that's what's interesting. I'm actually like, I, I'm just telling you this. I'm on a social media hiatus right now, and like, just it's in so many fronts. Like, I didn't think I was affected by it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say I was like not sucked into it by any means, but like, if you're, if it's in front of you, you're sucked into it. it yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how much willpower you have, what your consciousness level is. If you're, if you're experiencing it, your subconscious is seeing it. I mean I see it in my dreams sometimes like videos or people like that I have no I haven't seen in years or no relation mm, to mm, only through mm. this little freaking box that we mm. that we look through you know and, and seeing how the, those dopamine hits they're cheap, cheap cheap and they and they they're not real mm. and one thing that that was doing for me was and I didn't realize this until I got off was all the things that Every man would want, yep. right in right in the palm of your hand. Right, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. you have the the cars, the homes, the jets, the experiences, the women. The women yeah, you know the the watches. You know mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know the, the people, the, the, the people, lights. the yeah. people who are actually living that life yeah. that you want to be living. Right, yeah, all yeah. these things. It was confirming lack in my life yeah and it was artificially making my brain think that i had those things because they were in my present reality through a box yeah yeah that's right and i realized that and just taking the past like week and a half off i've been like wow like it's been a good reference i guess to see those things and now i know what i want but I want the dopamine from the actual experience of, of striving exactly. and doing and exactly. and expanding. Like that's where it's real dopamine. That's where it's real. And you get the positive feedback yes. loop from the universe and it's, you're actually in the game. You're not playing yeah. the game through this, this artificial thing that yeah. tells you what to see, think and feel. Yeah. But dopamine amazing.
1: Dopamine is many things. One of the things is it's, it's a, it's a progress tracker for your brain. And so what you're speaking about is, the positive energy that dopamine secretes within your neurochemistry and your physiology, that energetic rush that you feel um, like when you're working out. You, you may not feel totally motivated. Um, you may have to get over that hump, but once you do, you feel this intrinsic motivation, right? This intrinsic, innate motivation and this energetic release Yep. that's, it's pleasurable but it's based on the reward system of the brain and it's also based on something real and it actually causes you to keep moving forward. So you're actually being rewarded for effort that's done in real time. Yep. So the, the reward sensation is organic, it's authentic. It increases self-respect. self-belief and confidence whereas if you track the if you track it the opposite the mimic the dopamine mimic decreases self-respect it decreases self-confidence but it, it simulates those initial chemical secretions and you think like oh it's the same thing and one thing i'll mention too is like for example if somebody's watching pornography and i'll use that example cuz it's such a it's such an amplified example when when somebody watches pornography on a digital screen it induces a hypernormal stimuli of dopamine which has this effect of ramping up the dopamine but then it drops it down really quick yep. so you get this high followed by this immediate low mm-hmm. and then that trains your system to basically be on a roller coaster mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's no different than, you know, irregular blo- uh, blood glucose. That, that's, that's a great analogy. Exactly. It's, it's, it's it, the same mechanism, just essentially. Cheap. It's just like it's quick, it's easy, it's fast, but then it leaves you feeling empty it, it, because you have to come back. That's with all substances, all things. You can have these amazing experiences and blast off and go into the ether. You're going to come back to what was there before you're going to come back to it Mm. but now you're coming back with dysregulated dopamine no motivation less life force energy for men and a feeling of purposelessness Mm. and shame because you know you're not doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing You're Mm -hmm. not getting the dopamine from you know going out and doing the hard thing or actually pursuing women in real life or you know doing these things you give yourself that cheap easy out and then where does that reflect in the other parts of your life? Where's that reflecting, oh, you want to cut the corner, you don't want to put go all in on something, you don't want mm-hmm. to communicate fully, mm-hmm. you just want the easy thing, you want the avoidant thing. Mm-hmm. And that creates a an avoidant, you know, lifestyle. Yep. You know, a disassociated, fragmented lifestyle where you are always looking for the easy way out. Mm-hmm. When in reality, mm-hmm. yeah, the dopamine, you know. And it, especially for dopamine and testosterone, the, the, the combination yeah, of those two, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rewarding you for that work. And one thing I've really been working on, just with the, the time off of it, has been really reinforcing myself, when I'm getting quality dopamine. And past the that's that's a good place get your dopamine hey, you know what? Your day trading went really good. You did everything you're supposed to do. You followed your system, followed your roof. Good job. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. And, and like, you know, those different things, it's like real things actually have real implications right. for your life. Right. And then cementing that down. And then when I'm sure when I go back to social media, I'll look at them and it's like, cheap dopamine. Keep free dopamine. Right? Cheap, cheap, cheap. Okay, cool. I don't want to be I got one point things. You know, but I think social media is a great tool. By the way, I'm not shunning yeah, social media. It is a tool, right? Tool. Yeah, to the point where I've even considered like my strategy is it's gonna be I'm gonna hire somebody to post my content and send me my DMs throughout the day, and then I'll respond to them and they'll You know what I mean? Because it keeps me off the app, that keeps me from t- potentially having any sort of negative association to it, and ending up losing what actually matters. Right you know right these moments podcasting mm, my health mm-hmm. my profession right my wealth all those things you sacrifice all of it mm. you know you you'll pay the tab you know we pay, the, we pay the tab for that ignorance yep. whether we realize it or not and mm-hmm. so you, you can pay the tab of having that temporary discomfort of like oh i don't want to get on social media like oh i can't because i don't have it yes. you know or you pay the tab of waking up and at 40 years 40 50 years old and being like fuck i didn't do anything mm, mm-hmm. and i got played the whole time mm, you know what i mean i mm. got chemically emotionally manipulated the entire time and i did it to myself yeah and i did it to myself
1: yep right so if i did it to myself that means i can undo it myself Hundred percent. yep right it's, it's literally to repair the dopamine receptors or correct the structural issues within the body um You know, it it is a it's a self-responsibility. And even when I'm doing the neuromuscular release work, it's it's not just that I'm doing it on the person. The person is also co-participating in the healing process, too. And so it's really just realizing that however far that I've consented to take myself, I can also take myself back and I can reverse the momentum. Negative momentum is easy Mm -hmm. and it's hard to switch. Because you know, obviously, your if your dopamine system is is hijacked, the motivational force t- is going to take more effort to like reestablish. Mm-hmm. But if you can get through that that resistance yeah. long enough, eventually that positive momentum force actually becomes a carrier wave, and it's far more powerful than that negative force that we succumb to. Absolutely,
0: it's like people always say spiral right you hear that all the time you but you get you better pause the, you better stop the and the thing is, is that the upward spiral is just as easy it's yeah, the choice right yeah. it's so, sometimes
1: just getting off it's it just, is okay i need to get off this mental loop that that's i'm in i
0: think truthfully the most powerful thing for someone who's addicted is break. yeah like and that, that, yeah that's, that's the essential foundation of it if you're doing if you have somebody in your life who's addicted or you're addicted to something yeah. Oh, yeah. Tea. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. It's yes. So that, yeah. If you're like I don't have money to travel. Like, okay, go for a walk. Drive home a different way. Brush your teeth with a, mm. with a different hand. With, with your other hand. Like, your do heart. things that are different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. takes you out of that pattern, mm-hmm. that conditioning that you're bringing yourself into. Now, the beautiful part about this is oh, people always want to like look at the negatives of, like, I'm in a subconscious program and a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is when you come to resolution with all the things that you shouldn't be doing and don't want and don't want to be doing for your highest good. You can replace those with the quality things, the good dopamine hits, and then you can cement that down subconsciously to the point where you're in a flow with what's actually good for you. But then you have to get into the, the come to resolution with self-respect, self-betrayal, self-love and like have those things at resolution. So then that way you actually do the things that you should be doing and continue to do them. Mm -hmm. And when you hit that upper upper limit you know you don't say okay i'm gonna negotiate myself out of this i'm gonna i'm gonna revert back to what i'm doing oh this is life is going too good right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna find a way to fuck it up yes i'm gonna find a way to mess it up for myself mm-hmm. you know it's just something that i've been on that roller coaster and and becoming a, a consciously aware of upper limiting is a big thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's there's a lot more going on than just, you know, waking up every day and going to work and eating some food and going to bed. Like, right. I mean, getting down to the the depth of your own psychology and doing it in a quality way and not being just floating around in the ether, but actually having like practical ways and modalities and systems for actually coming to resolution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it takes time, you know, and luckily we have, you know, we're in the age of information where it's like 10, 15, 20 years ago, I guess 20, 30 years ago, we, we didn't have you know, right. all the, all the influence was left to a select group mm-hmm. of individuals and mm-hmm. now we can plug in and find these incredible people that are doing incredible work and, yeah. and find that for ourselves if we so choose. Yep.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I do have one
0: final point. question. I ask okay. this for all, all guests on the Rave Raid podcast. And so what I ask is what does Rave Raid mean to you? Rave Raid. Hmm. Well, I suppose it means like
1: your amazing product. Cause that's my only real association <laughs> to it. Um, you know, I didn't come from a raving background, but I've done a lot of festivals. So I guess it's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, like what it means to me is like, I just knowing you and knowing your product and what you stand for and the movement that you're part of and that you're creating, you know, I think it, it, it really has a lot to do with innovation and, creativity and, and finding solutions like very unique multi-dimensional solutions to current challenges and not settling for set, second best and not settling for the status quo but going beyond and continuing to innovate and find new ways of doing something and making it better and better and, and serving people you know not just where they're at but where they could be
0: that's what that's what comes up for me when I think about Rave Raid well thank you brother and it's been great to have you along for that journey mm, and and, mm-hmm. and seeing the the soul family kind of mm, kind mm-hmm. of uh, collect around it has been such a beautiful thing and like seeing more of the people that I have familiarity to immediately yeah. and, and being like these are the people I want to build this around mm, you know mm-hmm. I want to build this movement and this mission and this example for the future of how businesses should operate sure all businesses should be pushing for that first place yeah you know we should be competing in a a sacred way to to be the best because ultimately it reflects back to the the people who consume what we do and and they become a winner on their end and then they can actualize their full potential as a subsequent Mm -hmm. result that's that's all that matters you know it's a progression of mankind and 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 the discovery of truth Mm. You know, so mm. I see the truth in what you're doing with your work and I appreciate that you see that same truth in what we're doing And of course, it's uh, the beginning of a great great friendship and partnership, yeah. my man So yeah. without further ado guys, I'm Tyler Hardy, Ronnie Landis. What's the best place for everybody to find you
1: Um social media? like Instagram or Facebook um, And then by the time this comes out my new website platform won't be out yet so there's a whole like full rebranding going on and my podcast is called Holistic Life Mastery. You can look that up on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, my current website is hhphealth.com. That will change in the coming months, but just look me up on social media or my podcast.
0: Cool. And I'll go back and link the new website when uh, whenever that's done. Cool. So that way Beautiful. you guys can find it in the show notes. But uh yeah bro love you yeah Seriously, love you too, it's been brother. a pleasure getting to uh, share a time and space with you mm-hmm. honestly uh yeah. nothing but a pure pleasure of mine so likewise All thank right. you without further ado guys see you later peace